Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survives he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus hi we're talking about our dinner plans yeah so look at that um see that (laughs) <laughs> gotta eat. Man's gotta eat. Even though you don't Although, eat anymore. No, because I'm on Star keto. Vito. This way, so Trump can't tweet about me and call me a fat bastard on his Twitter account. So go home. I've been, I've, Start I've exercising. Weight. I've been losing weight in order to uh, not not get that that attack in. So what's going on, girl? Nothing. I'm I'm looking at someone telling you that you're a flip flop and traitor. Yeah, that's fine. I was no on problem. Newsmax this morning and. They asked me what happened because Trump has always been the same train wreck he's always been, and you were such an ardent supporter and all this stuff. And I, I didn't want to say like you know. So what? Go ahead. So what did you say? So what happened? No, I said that over time he was saying ridiculous things that you didn't agree with, and they asked me for examples, and um, you know I told them the child separation policy. We weren't loving some of the things we perceived as a little bit racy in the race department and those types of things. But, you know, it was more than that. We obviously knew that um, if we said one small thing about him that wasn't to his liking, that he would be blasted from a cannon. But that's exactly what happened. So here we are. No, I mean, I didn't want to tell him that we never thought he was the highest person in the moral standard category. No, we weren't, we weren't voting for a uh, minister. We weren't voting for our pastor. Uh, but what we were doing is trying to pick somebody that could do a good job for the country. But he's completely off the rails. Well, that's okay, because acting... he even has pastors attacking us. Exactly. I mean, so he's completely <laughs> off the rails. He acts like a fascist. He's, like, become insane. And, you know, for people that are saying, well, he was insane beforehand, okay, maybe I was too close to the situation I think the slope downward has been quite significant. He crossed the red line with the racist tropes against the women. And for me, you know, I was trying to defend him on Bill Moore when he came after me. I said, okay, that's enough. This is a total full-blown demagogue like Joe McCarthy. I mean, it's literally like if Roy Cohn had a baby with Joe McCarthy, it would be Donald Trump. And he's out there like now wrecking the civilization, wrecking the global trading system, 
he looks like a complete buffoon at the at the G7. Well, I heard ridiculous. somebody ask him about his talk about flip-flopping on China and tariffs, and he said that's his negotiating style and that it's always worked for him and that's what he'll always continue to do. So total and utter chaos is how he thinks that he gets yeah, things so done. But lies, so you big. can't do that when you're dealing with the financial markets because the markets don't like uncertainty, so you can't do that. You're screwing us up, you know? And so, Total lies, baby. He, he, he saw the market cratering, so he said China's called and they're going to make a deal with us to get the market from not cratering. So, I mean, it was a total oh, lie. lie. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, total China lie. call him out on it? Yeah, yeah, China called him out on it, but the market rallied anyway because the market now knows that Trump is a big time. You want to talk about a flip flopper and a waffler? He's a big time blinker now. You know, he's a total gun waver in the shootout at the OK Corral, and he's going to cut a deal with these imbeciles. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's fine. That's such but, a but, funny visual. Well, Whenever no, you a, tell me that someone's a gun waver, I, Trump is an obvious gun waver. I mean, he's like in a full blown panic now. But we don't. Let's not spend the whole time talking about Trump. Let's talk about this guy Joe Walsh for a second. What was your opinion of him? What do you see well, there? I didn't have an opinion of him, and now the only thing I know about him, due to the press and the news media, is that he said he's not a racist, but he's tweeted racist things. So obviously, I I have no clue about this guy other than that. So can't mm. give you an opinion. No, he's another bomb thrower. I mean, look, I don't know Joe. I'm just glad he's in the race. Governor Weld, I know uh, very well. And uh, what do you I, mean a bomb thrower? Well, he says racist stuff. He called uh, Barack Obama Muslim. Um, he's used the N-word prolifically. Um, he he got into a fight with the... Uh, calling someone the, a Muslim the, a racist thing? Well, I think there's racial overtones to it when he's a Christian. And you're trying to imply that he's like a terrorist inside the White House. Oh, you're implying that's you know, terrorism? Yeah, I think so. I think, okay. that, I think that's what it was, but... But whatever. Look, I mean, I'm glad he's in the race. I'm glad there's somebody that's uh, at least stepping up now. We've got Bill Weld stepping up. Hopefully there'll be more experienced politicians that step up. I mean, this guy's going to set back the Republican Party for 50 years. Well, who cares about that? It's more like he's setting the country back. We're like back into like Dukes of Hazard. We should all be having Confederate flags. And I mean... That's where we're really going. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like crazy and upsetting, and uh, you, you, there was no way. Like somebody said to me, uh, well, what was the real reason? What was the real reason? He's acting completely nuts beyond the pale, and there's no way you could stay with him. But, I mean, here's the thing now. Uh, will other people move or not, or will he be locked into, like, a group of ardent supporters? And so what I do find is that the minute you flip on Trump, he's done a very good job of shielding himself from Trump haters. And so, uh, as an example, when Joe Scarborough talks or George Conway talks, uh, the flaps go down over most of the Trump supporters' ears, and their instincts <laughs> are to protect the president. You give as me such to, good visuals. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, the flaps go down, and then they, they, they don't want to listen to what is actually the legit stuff that's uh that's going on well did you so, do that did you have I did. flaps yes i did i did that i was like i used to watch morning joe 
And I used to say, okay, this is a little bit too much. It's three hours of uh, nonstop Trump uh, bashing. But and some of that still is true. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want to make the we objective case for why so now he did that. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, we know all that. We get it. So now what do we do? We can't just sit around talking about it for I the mean, next 15 I months. Mean, but he's got, his, he's got his entire White House staff in total disarray. So... On Saturday, he says he wished that he walked back. He second-guesses himself on everything. He wishes he walked back the tariffs. He regrets the trade war. Wait, and what? Who said this? Trump. I feel like and I'm, then, like, in the high school locker room. Yeah, and then... Ooh, wait, he did say... He has regrets? I don't think yeah, that man he has regrets. Yeah, he regret for the trade war for China. And then he said that uh, he, he, he wished that he... You know, would have thought secondarily about different things. They said, do you have second thoughts about anything? He said he had second thoughts about everything. And then his team got to the microphones and said, no, he meant he had second thoughts about being even tougher on China. So he's sending these ridiculously mixed messages. On Friday, he's calling uh, the president of China an enemy. He's saying Jerome Powell is also an enemy and who's a bigger enemy. Uh, and then on Monday, he's praising the Chinese president and saying how wonderful the guy is. I mean, the guy is literally full-blown off his rocker. And so what's interesting about demagoguery, because he's got everybody conditioned not to uh, disagree with him. If you're in his tank, you have to be one billion percent in his tank, not one syllable different from him. Uh, people have a hard time breaking. So. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, but this is objectively now full-blown crazy. Uh, Today, he's tweeting about the Federal Reserve, and he's literally trying to blame the slowdown in the economy on the Federal Reserve, when in fact, the only reason why the economy is slowing down is because of his bizarre, erratic, unpredictable behavior. He's literally tweeting us into a recession, and then he's got this nonsense going on with the Chinese where China. Trade representatives don't even know what he's doing. So, um, did yeah, did you? I was in um, Zurich yesterday, babe. Did you watch the press conference between him and uh, Macron? No, no. Okay, I've another, seen that before. Another more so bizarre behavior. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a psychiatrist, but it looks like he has early stage dementia. Let's say he doesn't have early stage dementia. He certainly has early stage fascism. You know, as I pointed out last week, he's coming after me. He's coming after you. He goes after individual citizens. Um, he's also uses political pressure on his political adversaries to hurt their businesses. And so that's obviously an indication of fascism. So, so you know, look, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's not me flip-flopping on him. It's him flip-flopping on the American people. So mm-hmm. so enough is enough with that. But, but uh, Iran, further embarrassment to America— the French, Iran. The, the Iran, the French bring the Iranian foreign minister to the G7. They don't even tell Trump. He shows up nowhere to be seen at the climate change meeting. But does and that then, mean he wasn't invited? Or he no, he was find- invited, and they asked him a question about climate change. He was like all over the map. If you read, if you read the transcript, you're like, okay, get See, this guy. To, I don't even oh, get this well, guy. What? No, just get him to Walter Reed for a psyche valve. I mean, you can't you can't even follow what he said on the transcript. So, all right. So, you know, I don't I, you know, let's to be balanced. Uh, let me be balanced. I try to be balanced. I don't want to be Mr. Trump hater. Um, no, but you know, this he, is basically what I've told you for a long time. But now it's very apparent. He doesn't do any homework. 
He doesn't read anything. He wings every single thing. And so that comes down to him making stuff up, him lying, and talking in absolute circles to get through whatever it is he's doing, whether it's a meeting, an interview, whatever. He is absolutely doing everything on the fly, which is another reason why he changes his mind every single day because he has no thought. There's no forethought into what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, on the other side, though, you got you know you got Joe Biden. Unfortunately, he's going to be seventy-seven. No. He's like a, you having a good time, he's, Joe? He's, he's losing he's it. He's having a he's a human gaff machine. He said it's great to be here in Vermont when he's standing in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. He gaffed Sleepy about the guy. Parkland shooting. Uh, he claimed forty people were shot at Kent State. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, obviously there were deaths there in nineteen seventy, but it wasn't forty people. Um, yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, not... he slipped 13 points in the poll, and now he's tied with the two socialists. So so this is a, this is the main reason why you got to get you got to get Trump out of there. He needs a relief pitcher. He's throwing over the strike zone because, you know, he's not going to beat these people because he's got 64 percent of the country hating him. Um, there were four deaths at, at Kent State, by the way, not 40. And so you got you got sixty four percent, according to the AP, hating on Trump. So okay, you you're you're pushing the economy into a tailspin due to your lack of strategic thinking on the trade situation. And so now you could be the sole responsible person for the introduction of socialism in our country. You can't have Elizabeth Warren or uh, Bernie Sanders in there. But if he's going to continue to bumble like this, I don't see any. I don't see how he beats these people. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. The the crazy thing is we have no options on the other side, and then we have people popping up on our side or your side or whoever side you want to say. I don't really have a side, Republican-wise, that are just random and probably won't um, be able to do anything. And so I don't know where we're at, but I guess we have to wait. We have 15 or 14 months. I don't believe any of the polling. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, but I think Joe Biden will run out of steam. I don't think he's going to do very well, especially as it gets more intense and things get hot and heavy because he, I shouldn't say hot and heavy with Joe Biden probably, but he is tired already and it's only August. So can you imagine? But the other thing that I wanted to mention is I think the way they're setting up these Democratic debates are so bizarre because you don't even get to see the people on the stage, the way they're breaking it up like mm-hmm. say i wanted to see joe biden and elizabeth warren Pocahontas? they they might not even be on the same debate stage am i do i have that right yeah well yeah they're they're still doing this rando selection process there's a criteria for the number of individualized donors that you need and where right, you so, are in the polls like, but uh yeah but i mean that'll narrow down quickly remember these things started way earlier in 2012 well, we're gonna have like 10 people on this one coming up right I think so, yeah. They yeah. started in 2012, like late August, and so they've already done a couple of debates now. Um, so I'm I'm less concerned about that. But what I'm really concerned about is you have a person that is in a downward trajectory on the Republican side, and you 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 have the his leading contender who could likely beat him is stumbling and bumbling. But then, you know, then you get all of this misinformation out there, babe, right? Like, so you and I are at a fundraiser 
Uh, what's the Blue Wave fundraiser for? No, Blue Dream. Blue it's, Dream. It's for the Greek Orthodox Church out there. Right. Okay. So we're at, a, we're at the Blue Dream fundraiser. Joe Biden happens to be an accepting. This year they gave us their, the proceeds went to the Southampton Hospital. You know, every right. year they pick a different charity to give the event money to. But Joe Biden was in town and came to address the crowd, say hi, and left. Well, no, but Not he accepted pe- an award for his son, who was a obviously right, obviously deceased, deceased and brain tumor. Right, but he didn't take any campaign donations or any there was no like fundraising no, for so, him going so on you front know front page of the drudge i'm at a i'm at a joe biden fundraiser yeah i know that's i mean this is the nonsense that goes on but in they're the just, society they're I mean. making it up you know no, I understand that's that. some of the stuff that i do understand that trump gets annoyed about because there's no real not that he has it's like calling you know the pot calling the kettle black like he has no business ever calling someone out on, on a mistruth but honestly, they they don't even have to tell the truth, and they could put something up on the web and in their publication. And hey, no, we're not at a Joe Biden fundraiser in Southampton. We're at a gala, a charity event, nonprofit supporting um, a foundation. So, All right. well, let me ask you a question: It's Bernie Sanders versus Donald J. Trump. Who are you voting for? I can't. I can't vote for Bernie Sanders. Right. I'm I can't sorry. either. I can't vote for Bernie Sanders. I can't vote for Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. I, but I'm looking at Joe Biden um, at these campaign stops and just when he's speaking, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't vote for him either. Okay, but he's, he, he but, strikes zero confidence in me. Oh, well, I, I, I agree with you. But relative to Donald Trump, he's the lesser of the two evils there. He's the lesser of the two evils in many ways, but if you're not... If you don't even know what state you're in, I'm not sure that's a great thing well, if what you're about, negotiating what with What about foreign. if you're lying 12,000 times and, you know, you're rambling? Well, at least he's more like of a, a robust liar, you know right. what I'm saying? I mean, he's got more energy, so he's a robust liar. All right, well, we'll have to see what happens, you know. My, 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 at least he my strikes the, you know what I'm saying? He he strikes a nerve. He has a presence. Joe Biden is like watching a piece of spaghetti. I don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like a wet noodle. Well, the gas are nonstop. So, um, I gaffed today on um, Liquid Lunch on Newsmax. Well, I said that people, because they say they're not red, they're not blue, they're purple. And I said, I'm totally purple. I wish more people were. And if I could be married to, if I could have lunch with anyone, I could talk to anybody, be married to any. I said be married to anyone instead of... Oh, great. Thanks, <laughs> and they said, well, you can't be married to anyone. You're married to Anthony. And it, it, I said it was a Joe Biden-like gaffe. Yeah. So, it, it's brutal. I mean, i got to go to therapy over it. I no, will blow you out of the water. funny? Yeah. No, I think it's very funny. But let me... Let, let I also me. told him that you said... You asked me if I was leaving you because I cut my hair off. And would they say they were, like, excited? They, they were hoping to pick you up? No, they were just all laughing because they were like, yeah, that, I mean, that is like a weird thing. I guess if you could chop all your hair off, you could chop your oh, man. If you could chop your hair off, you could throw me right out this window. I could land on the driveway. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, of course you could do that. I um, wish they could see us right now. So, why is that? Because we're like in our bedroom because I'm not feeling well. I'm in the bed and you're on a chair. No collusion. Yeah, there's absolutely not. no. there's absolutely no collusion going on, but... but uh, what does the haircut say, though? Does that mean like you're, uh, like, give us the thought process for the haircut. Like, what oh, was going on? I don't think I had, had the haircut, haircut um, on last week's podcast, Cash Pod. No, but I mean, you just sort of spot. You didn't, like, head over to your hairstylist and say, oh, by the way, I'm just letting you know I'm chopping 15 inches off my hair. You just went and did it. 
So what, what was going on? No, I just sat down in the chair, and I was so sick of looking at myself with that same exact hair for two years. So I asked her if we could do something different, and she's like, yeah, what do you want to do? And so I said, let's just cut off my hair. And so I did. But with the backup, with a woman, we were saying this today also on Liquid Lunch, that women always have the option of putting in fake hair. So it's not like if I hated this literally the day after I did it, I could have went back to the salon and had her whip in some extensions, you know? It's never like a permanent thing. I could always change it. You like it? Do you hear him drinking his little water, his Adam's apple? Do you like it? It's good. I like it for now, and it'll grow in. I'm no, you're getting a tremendous amount of compliments on it. I mean, it looks very sexy. I just It was a little stunning that you just... Your you mom know. thinks it's a sign that you're going to primary the president because I cut my hair. She said it uh, looks more official. I'm going to primary the... Yeah, my mother would like me to do that, but I'm not primarying the president. But Well, she thinks but, this, the haircut's indicative of me, you running for president. Okay, but let mom, me... Where do you think I learned me, it from? But but babe, come on! If we primaried the president, we'd have a lot of fun though. That would be a, that would be a fun. A lot of fun. Oh yeah! I mean, I don't care. People, I, I'm so used to like Twitter screeds and Twitter robots and attacks. I mean, I've got I love this. How you say robots? I've got this like crazy person. Robots? Mercedes Schlapp is like saying nonsense about me while I was in the White House. I wasn't even in the White House with her. You know, and I've got women from you're inside the White House. You're talking about back in the day. You're still talking about Mercedes. No, she she attacked me again yesterday on the radio. She went on John Frederick's radio show to attack me. We don't even know each other. I mean, it's like this is the sort of stuff that goes on in politics. You know, like I guess she thinks that like that's a way for her to curry favor with Trump, who's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. These people have to Trump. Trump is going to be the Elliot Spitzer. Well, you're the only one that can answer these questions because you were on the same trajectory. So I was. That's what why I'm, I'm trying to get these people to wake up. I'm trying to say, hey, you no, know, but you're so not what were you have... thinking when you were like his BFF? I think, I think what happens is you have a siege mentality. It's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you had a seizure. I'd believe that. No, I haven't had a seizure yet. But if I have a seizure, I'm counting on you to give me the CPR. <laughs> But, but I'm just saying, like, you, you no know, underwear, you're no under siege, and so therefore you feel like you have to be defensive. Then you have a little bit of a Stockholm situation because you're like in a hostage crisis with this bully animal. And then the third thing that's going on is you're like, okay, this really sucks. There's something really rotten and wrong with all of this. And then you're trying to figure out a way to get out of it. You know, and I think that's going on for everybody right now. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think people are sitting there saying, oh yes. These strategies, these policies, what he's doing now to the economy and how he's handling himself on the world stage. I don't know. You think there's people out there saying, yeah, this is unbelievable? I mean, maybe there's yeah, 10 or. Yeah, of course there are. Okay, so maybe there's 20% of the people, but I'm sure that the other 16 or so percent that supposedly still like him, I've got to be saying, okay, this is totally batshit crazy at this point. Okay? It's like a BSC. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
All right, so well, let's let's move on for a second, okay? Because I um, uh, this was supposed to be a rotation away from Trump, and it was supposed to be a little bit of a discussion about like life and principles and reflection. It's Labor Day weekend, which for most people is like the beginning of the year Ugh, uh, because it's, it's like, the beginning it's of the like school year. Clinical depression time. I, I I gave a presentation yesterday. Uh, to a group of people aging in range, believe it or not, from 15 to 40. And so these were uh, next-generation wealthy people. Uh, One of my clients who's got a lot of money with us had uh, some of the super wealthiest families in the world, and he was having the sons and daughters of those people at a next-generation seminar. And so what I said to those people Emotions in the house and values. It's like you got to ultimately be true to yourself. Like you hear me say it all the time. Life's just too short. It's like Mel Brooks said, "Relax. None of us are getting out of here alive." So you have to reflect on what you're doing, and if it doesn't feel right or something's wrong with the situation, change course. You know, move, make a difference. You know. Mm -hmm. So, so values, principles, and issues. What's the most important to you, baby, in your day to day life? Values and well, honesty is number one because mm-hmm. without that, what really do you have with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, honesty and trust are humongous for me. And I think everything after that kind of falls into place because if you have those at the top of your chain, all other things fall into line because then there's loyalty and love and peace and, you know, all those things fall, come together when you are open and honest with people you're in relationship with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get closer. There's no question about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, What about you? No, I would say honesty and, you know, what I was trying to say, which is like a trueness, like, you know, directionally, if you're going in the right direction, you can feel it in your soul, you know? That all um, that all stems back to being honest, even with yourself. You, you got to be honest with yourself. You don't have to. You don't have to fall into a clique or be in somebody's group because it's supposedly cool. Go in the direction that you think makes the most sense for yourself. You know. Yeah. Um, all right. So, what'd you do over the summer to improve yourself? Um, I stopped eating meat. Okay. To see if that had any improvement on my health. Is that helping? I'm not sure because I feel kind of sick, so I don't know about that. Um, what else have I done? I am trying to really focus on the people in my life that mean the most to me, mm-hmm. and I'm also trying to focus on the people in my life that mean the most to you. All right, well, I appreciate it. You took my parents out to dinner last night, right? Was that like a total? Yeah, well, your dad insisted on paying, so of course I had to let him do that. Okay, so was it like a total freak show? or He also wouldn't let me pick him up to take him to the restaurant. He insisted on meeting me there. So he had to drive the car? No, your mom drove it. My mom drove the car, okay. All right, thank God. And, um, no, it was all good. We Uh, had fun. And then our kids were having so much fun that we went back to their house for dessert, and we stayed there for a long time. So... Okay, good. I got so you. That, I got you. It's like quasi-normal or, or what? I mean, all good other than your mom telling me that I cut my hair because I'm trying to be the first lady and whatnot. But other than that... Well, all right. Well, I mean, I think you would be... I mean, I think... 
on your list of priorities, I think that's like one millionth. Am I right? Pretty much. Yeah, or, or two millionth. All right, so um, let 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 me ask a couple more questions while I have you here, dear. Yeah, um, I don't like when you call me dear, unless you're saying Deirdre. Okay, well, 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 that's another weird thing about you, by the way. You don't like when I call you Deirdre. You like when I call you Anthony? Uh, depends. Mooch? <laughs> you know, I like it better than Mooch, I guess. I don't know. You like when I call you Mooch better? No, I like I like Anthony better than Mooch when it comes from you. Okay. Um. All right, let Why me Mooch add. seems too colloquial? Um, too distant? No, because I think when you say Mooch, you're like, you give me shit. I can tell when you're like saying Mooch. Like, you know, like, it's like, like that's like my outward persona. Like name. I'm razzing you? Yeah, like you're giving me shit. Right. Yeah. Okay, but if so I call you Deirdre, you get all angst, but if... If I'm trying to call you in a restaurant or like a supermarket, you don't hear me. I have to use it, but whatever. Let's 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 continue here to talk about ways that we're trying to improve. Okay. Okay. So, what ahead. have you done, keto man? I, well, I had to lose weight, so I mean, my doctor yelled at me, and so I was eating too much junk food. So I literally haven't had processed sugar or had anything from the inside aisles of the supermarket. For the last uh, five weeks, is that fair? Yeah. To say, and so uh, you know, it's been a. Uh, um, Why are you saying uh, um, uh so much? Well, because I'm just trying to think of the last time I had it. I mean, I, I literally, I think I had accidentally some brown sugar and some oatmeal that I had. Ripping oh, ass. That's like accidentally. Well, no, meaning it got served to me in a. Uh, oh. No, I, did, I, I don't mean like I was accidentally watching Bill Moore. I mean, I was like served oatmeal that had like sugar in it, which I had like a scoop of it. You know, then I moved on. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I'm definitely trying to manage the stress better. Um, I'm not in love with the uh, political situation right now, but I'm in love with just about every other aspect of what's going on. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, it does, it does stress my ass out a little bit. I don't like the political stuff. I'm not. I'm not into the way the whole thing's going down right now. You know, I don't know. You're into it. No, I have like tremendous anxiety. I'm. I'm back in 2017 mode. I'm just glad I'm not pregnant this time, so I'm not torturing another human. But I'm. No, I'm. I'm. I'm hoping that it simmers down soon, and I get you back. Answer Charlie no. the Frenchie. Can I answer Charlie the Frenchie? Yeah. So, so before we just want to answer Charlie the Frenchie, first of all, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I think it's a very good question. You wrote a book praising the president six months ago. Uh, it, it, it just all seems so opportunistic and snakish, for lack of a better word. Okay, so first of all, if you actually read the book, Charlie, it was a rendition of what took place on the campaign and the book was very balanced about the positive and negatives of the president so much so that he would never tweet out the book uh, because he felt it wasn't praiseworthy enough meaning it wasn't over the top in its praise uh, moreover if you have been following me around not saying that you would you would know that uh, wasn't in love with the child separation situation putting children in cages at the border was not in love with the denunciation of the intelligence agencies, particularly in front of Vladimir Putin, was not in love with calling the press the enemy of the people and constantly shouting out fake news. I basically wrote an essay about that. And if you read my book, 
inside the book, the precursor of that essay, like in chapter six or seven, I write about why I don't believe that the press is the enemy of the people and how important the press is to the American society. So not really snakish at all. Um, I would just also point out to you that if you're trying to support somebody and you agree with 75% of what they're doing and you don't agree with 25%, if they're coming after you on the presidential Twitter feed, uh, it's a sign of like emotional craziness. So for me, the policies, some of them are very good. The trade policy is an unmitigated disaster that's going to bring the economy down. It's going to way down all the other stuff. And I'll just give you an example. Uh, he's saying that the tariffs are being paid by the Chinese. Totally not true. It's 1500 a person. Uh, so that basically erases the tax cut that any middle class person got uh, as a result of these stupid trade policies. And then the bellicosity of rhetoric that's causing this racial divide and this social disruption is another big disaster. So, so anyway, I hear you. and I understand why people would say that. Um, but uh, that's how I feel about it. Baby, you want to add anything? No, I was um, telling you that I'll be excited when some of this simmers down, but I don't think it will simmer down actually anytime soon because it seems that it's in full swing here with... I just looked at your Twitter feed. I'm sorry I'm yawning. I'm not feeling well. I'm so tired. I feel like I have Lyme disease. I'm trying to figure out if I do or I don't. Um, But as a sidebar, but... I looked at your Twitter feed, so I I can't I didn't I can't expect to have you um, disengaged anytime soon unless I don't know. Because of being attacked. No, I see that you have a. I haven't really checked your Twitter feed out in the past few days, but I see that you've been busy at work over here, yelling and screaming and things. Yeah, this I don't really understand. Which one of these Trump haters is most unstable? Garamucci, Walsh Freedom, George Conway, Chris Cuomo. And you you casted the first vote for yourself? Yeah, I was making a joke. I'm saying I'm obviously, you myself is very stable, as I do all those other people. I was just making a joke like, you think I'm unstable, you're going to come around to my point of view, is basically the point I was making. Okay, yeah. All right, so. Dragging their testicles on the floor. Oh my god Alright well listen we're going to wrap this up Because we're about to actually Head to the doctor for the missus So we are heading to Disney World tomorrow We'll be posting Hopefully I can make make it out of this bed To get on the plane But we'll post some pictures And some fun things of us doing Normal stuff With our kids And what do you want to say I, I, I want to say, I'm look, wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt in preparation. I'm, I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and I'm going to the Star Wars opening, the pavilion, so I'm very excited about that. All right, this is Mooch and the Misses out, and we wish you guys a great week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.